Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The CWR Talk Network is not just another talk radio network. We are the champion for important causes and issues like financial literacy. That is why so many people listen to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. Lionel is a seasoned veteran in the finance industry, but more importantly, Lionel cares about people. He shares his vast knowledge of the finance world in a personal way that goes beyond dollars and cents with advice that makes sense. So let Lionel help you get your finances in order or avoid costly errors in judgment that may be devastating to you and your family. Listen to the Lionel Shipman Check Your Finances show every Tuesday exclusively on the CWR Talk Network at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 p.m. Central. And hello and welcome to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show here on the CWR Talk Network. And I am your host, Lionel Shipman. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. I want to give a huge shout out and a huge thank you for all of my regular listeners for tuning in. Thank you so much for tuning in uh, week after week, month after month. And so grateful that we crossed the two-year mark uh, last month. So thank you so much for uh, always being there. I want to give a huge shout out to all of my new listeners. Thank you so much for joining in tonight, and hopefully you will become a regular listener as we go forward. And most importantly, I want to give a huge thank you to God for another day to make a positive difference in the lives of other people. Now, for those of you that are new, <clears throat> excuse me, for those of you that are new, my radio show is a financial and life empowerment show focusing in on improving your financial outlook. But we don't stop there. I'm here to give you some life lessons. That means educating you in the other important areas of life, mind, body, and spirit, to help you live life to the fullest. So in a nutshell, I'm here to help you. Now tonight, we have an awesome show. I've been waiting for months for this, and it's finally here. We're going to be talking about emotional intelligence and finances. So stay tuned for that segment coming up very, very, very soon. As if you didn't know, you can catch all the replays of my show. You can catch me on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Google Play, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So we have a lot of different platforms where you can always go back and listen to the end of the past shows. And if you haven't visited my website, I've actually created a gallery of all the guests that I've had here on my show. If you go to shipmanconsulting.com, uh, click on the Shape Your Finances banner. It'll take you right over to the page that we've dedicated for the show. And you can click into any of the different uh, guests that we've had here. 
Uh, I know at the beginning of the year, we did a series for about six months where we call it the Women and Finances Series. So you can check all of that out. I have a listing of all my past shows that we've done, all the different topics from from business retirement to credit cards to shopping. We've hit a lot of different financial and money-related type of topics. So I would encourage you to go back to my website and check up all the shows that we've done. And if you have a, a free Friday or a Saturday and want to do a binge listen, we have a lot of shows for you to catch up on. Well, tonight, if you have any questions or any comment uh, regarding uh, our show tonight, you can call us at 917-889-8078, and you can ask your questions of me and my guest tonight, or if you just want to give some comments, or if you just wanted to just listen in, that's perfectly fine. Well, October the 11th, which is a three days away, is the uh, anniversary or the 11th anniversary of Estate and Gift Planning Awareness Month. Actually kicks off where basically this month. Uh, I am pleased to support the Financial Awareness Foundation by celebrating the Improving Financial Awareness and Financial Literacy Movement. Uh, I'm so gracious for uh, this opportunity, Mr. Valentino, out in California. Uh, I was able to, we had a number of different talks, and I'm so gracious to be a part of the work that the foundation is doing with pushing financial literacy. You can get a free copy of the Personal Finance Publication Set. Now, that set includes Smart Money Secrets and the Essentials Principles to Smart Money Management, including the Foundation to Personal Finance Knowledge. You can go to the Financial Awareness Foundation.org. Again, that's the Financial Awareness Foundation.org. Go to the download uh, uh, tab and you can download that free uh, publication set. Uh, very good information uh, to, uh, to have, especially for schools and colleges and uh, universities. Well, if, for those of you that don't know, I do now some financial one-on-one sessions with students. I call it financial coaching sessions for students. Uh, so if you have any of your high school students or any of your college students that are needing some additional information on money management, I would love to be able to provide that for uh, your students, for your children. We touch on a lot of different topics from budgeting, from understanding debt, the importance of credit among some of the topics that we hit on. So you can contact me at shipmentconsulting.com for more details, or you can schedule a session for you and your children or your students. Now, let's get into the main segment. My guest tonight, she is the founder and president of KMAC, that's K-M-A-C-C Solutions, a consulting firm specializing in emotional intelligence and leadership development in the workplace. As a consultant, speaker, and coach, she has worked with Fortune 500 and mid-sized companies, nonprofits, and universities. She believes in the power of women supporting women. She lives in Tampa, Florida with her family. She loves traveling and practicing yoga in her spare time. She is also the author of the book, Hashtag No Approval Needed. When she interviewed, where she interviewed women in their 40s from all over the world to compile their stories and perspectives. Now, this book is a spicy mix of sex in the city, 
daring greatly, and you are a badass. Now, let's welcome to the show tonight, Miss Chris Mack. Hello, Chris. Thank you so much for joining in tonight. How are you doing? Hello, Lionel. That was a great intro. I I need to record that and just play that every time somebody's interviewing me. I think that's the best one I've had yet. So thank you for that. Hey, let me know. I'll I'll record it for you, and I'll be more than happy to do that. (laughs) (laughs) You gave me some flair. I love it. Oh, good, good. Well, you have a lot of flair with this emotional intelligence and what we're going to talk about tonight. I mean, I look back at uh, some months ago when we first uh, talked on the phone, and you you really got me interested in it, and I'm so glad that you're able to uh, be on the show tonight. So uh, I look forward to our discussion tonight. Well, thank you. You know, I'm often interviewed about emotional intelligence regarding careers or relationships, but we don't usually talk about money. And so I think this is going to be a really good conversation because it does very much come into play with our relationship with money. Oh, perfect. Well, let's get started. I want to start, I guess, first with a definition, and then I've got some other, well, I have a boatload of questions to ask you. But for those that don't know what emotional intelligence is, could you share with us what emotional intelligence is and why it is important? Yeah, so I think simply the best way to think about what emotional intelligence is is to consider it as a set of social and emotional skills that help us understand our emotions and express them in a socially acceptable way. They help us build and maintain mutually beneficial relationships. They help us make good decisions, and they help us manage stress. So you can see how a lot of that would come into play when we're talking about money and our finances. Oh, absolutely. We need we need a lot because money can, can bring out a lot of different emotions. And especially, oh, yeah. and we, yeah, and we definitely need some decision-making uh, tools and mechanism uh, when it comes to our money behaviors and our money choices mm-hmm. and all. So, so let's Absolutely. get started. Yeah. So this is the question, Chris. I often ask uh, guests here on the show, uh, just to kind of get a little, a little bit of uh, shine a little bit of light on their story regarding money. Will you please share Mm -hmm. your money story growing up with us tonight? Sure. I grew up uh, with a single mom who was a teacher. So, you know, she didn't make a ton of money. And we were taught that, you know, probably a little bit more from like a scarcity mindset, I would say, that we had growing up where we weren't poor, but we certainly didn't have a lot of extra money. We were taught not to accrue a lot of debt, not to overspend, and just pretty much to be pretty conservative with our relationship with money. And so, and and that probably even goes back, you know, to my grandmother, who was a very, very big influence in my life as well. And, you know, also came from very meager means. And so it just was something that, you know, obviously was important as far as being able to live, but it wasn't anything that people uh, thought that they had in abundance and everyone felt like they had to work really hard for it. Oh, great. Thank you so much for sharing that. I I often talk about my, I I thought that we were uh, at least middle-class to rich growing up until my parents told me uh, what was actually going on with raising, you know, six kids. 
And mm. I thought that, I thought everything was was fantastic. We had, you know, four or five boxes of cereal in the refrigerator. We went to the beach uh, every summer, mm-hmm. and I thought that everything was well until she said, "You don't realize the struggle that we had, you know, just sometimes just to make ends meet." But I learned a whole yeah. lot from my parents during those times. You know, you know, my dad always taught me, "Don't live a champagne life on a beer budget." And I, mm. I can hear, yep. I can hear my mom. Yeah, I can hear my mom telling me often. You know, when I go and I ask her for money, she said, "Do you realize that money doesn't grow on trees?" So oh, all right. these things, you know, played into uh, into where I am even now. And uh, so, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, for I mean, similar for me. We, you know, I started working at age fourteen. I had my first job. I had to pay for half of my car, which didn't cost very much money. And yeah. I actually I talk about in the book that I can remember when I was in college that I thought about money in terms of Taco Bell meal equivalent, <laughs> where $2, <laughs> for $2, it was a complete meal for me. <laughs> and so that was yeah. how I thought about money when I was in college. <laughs> so it's good yeah. times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was either Taco Bell or either ramen noodle, so we uh, we can relate. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I noticed now in the grocery store they have every imaginable flavor, I guess, uh, a taste of it, ramen noodles. Now, you know, it was the plain yeah. old ramen noodles when <laughs> when I was in college, but now there's a they're gourmet a, now. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And for some strange reason, my kids. I uh, love them. Of course, I try not to give it to them often, but uh, they love those right. things. <laughs> they That's love them. Funny. Very yeah, funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so Chris, tell us, um, how does a person, uh, how does a person's emotions affect their choices and their decisions in life uh, and with their finances? Let's talk about that. That that's uh, that sure. particular question. I mean, I think if we think about really our relationships with money, there can be a whole host of diverse emotions associated with that. You know, everything from guilt or shame to joy and satisfaction to fear and anxiety. You know, depending on what your emotional triggers are, your past experiences, your familial role models. Um, you know, all of those things come into play. And so it becomes really important when we're thinking about money, especially as adults. Of course, I, I would advocate that we start talking, you know, to our kids about it at an early age, but especially as adults to really understand what is our relationship with money and start peeling back the layers of, you know, what are those patterns in our past that have really shaped and influenced how we think about money? Are we thinking about money from a scarcity mindset? which was something that, that definitely impacted me growing up and that I've had to overcome as an adult, or are we coming at it from an abundance mindset where we really feel like, you know what, we can manifest the right amount of energy and become really intentional about creating money and maybe even multiple streams of revenue for ourselves. And really, you know, what do we think about financial literacy? How are our emotions playing into that? And so, um, it very much affects our relationship with money and the decisions we make. And so, you know, we talked a little bit before about decision making. You know, are we somebody who is afraid to spend money or are we more of an impulsive buyer? Uh, or are we right in the middle and taking more of a pragmatic approach? So, Chris? Hello, Chris? 
we just lost you, Chris. My, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. Go ahead. Okay. Is that better? Okay. Yes, that's much better. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Sorry about that. Um, so, no you know, we have to really understand what our thought patterns are, what those triggers are for our emotions, how that's related to our finances so that we can understand how that, how that impacts our decisions and, you know, um, how that's impacting our lifestyle, our relationships, yeah. what types of careers and, and jobs that will allow ourselves to go after. So it really does come into play in many different ways. Yeah, you know, you, you have, I always make some notes here as we're talking, uh, as I'm talking. Um, you hit on something when you mentioned about impulse buying, and especially in relationships, mm-hmm. you may have a spender, you may have one that's more conservative. You know, with the holiday mm-hmm. season coming up, uh, we're gonna we're gonna see. Unfortunately, it happens every year. Uh, it seems like mm. I don't care. I don't care as much information that we put out to regard how we spend and how we are influenced around the holidays. There are going to be a lot of money spent during the holidays, mm-hmm. and a lot of it is going to be built around emotions. It's going to be built around mm-hmm. pressure, uh, impulse. You know, think about when you go to a store, things are strategically placed to get mm-hmm. us to buy things. And de- depending upon where our mindset is and where our thoughts mm-hmm. are, we will buy those things regardless of how our banking, our banking account actually looks or yeah. if we can really afford it. So I, I agree mm-hmm. with you. We have to really, really check where we are uh, in our lives at a, you know, at a particular time. When these things come up, you know, am I buying this to try to satisfy some type of emotional hurt or Mm -hmm. am I trying to compete with other people or am I just, I don't want to spend. I'm very conservative. I don't, I can just get by on just ramen noodles or whatever. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's around that. So. Well, and for me, it becomes more of I'm a procrastinator when it comes to shopping. <laughs> so then I'm like losing out on all the deals and just grabbing something at the higher price because I didn't appropriately plan to get my presence <laughs> in enough time. <laughs> so, so we just have to know ourselves is what it comes down to. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, it's, it's, I say it often, um, no one knows you better than you. <laughs> and sometimes mm-hmm. we need the the light to kind of shine on us to kind of bring forth, you know, who we are, where we are. Cause I always look at it. We can always, we always have an opportunity to change. If something mm-hmm. is negative and we're able to get up the next day, that's an opportunity to change uh, going yeah. forward. So, so definitely keep I that think in you mind. I bring up a good point. Um, one of the things that, you know, we covered a lot of, different topics in the book when I interviewed women from around the world, but one of the topics was money. And I asked them to reflect on how their twenties compared to their thirties and how that compared to their forties. And so I think that's a helpful exercise for people to think about. And, you know, what was interesting was that for the most part, women said in their twenties, money was hard to come by, but they didn't have many responsibilities, so it was no big deal. They used it for socializing, adventure, entertainment, travel. Um, and then when they, and it was, they, they characterized themselves as careless and stupid, 
and had Hmm. very little money management strategies during those younger years. By the time they got to their 30s, it was more about advancing their careers. They were making real money for the first time. They were uh, able to afford luxury items. It was more about status. They looked at it more from a value perspective. And it was the first time they started to think about money management. And then when they reflected on their 40s, it was really more about not killing themselves anymore for the dollar and looking at saying no to opportunities if it was going to be something that depleted their souls. And then also using money to fulfill their life purpose, providing opportunities for their families or creating experience, uh, yeah, creating experiences that would um, be able to create wonderful memories for them. And, and then they also characterized it by uh, good financial literacy. So I think as we age, we seem to be hopefully moving in the right direction when it comes to money and having a better relationship with it and being more responsible and starting to think about retirement planning and what you know, we're going to need to be able to sustain a comfortable life. Oh, perfect. Perfectly stated. So, so how should a person, how should a person deal with their emotions, especially when it drives them to be irresponsible or cause them to exhibit negative behaviors? How should a person deal with it? Yeah. The the first part of that is, is having good self-awareness and acknowledging that your emotions are causing you to make poor decisions that's resulting in negative consequences for you. And so that's the very first part. And so whether that is, you know, you're working with somebody like myself that helps people with emotional intelligence and better understanding how these emotions are manifesting in real life, or you're meeting with somebody like you, Lionel, who can coach them (laughs) on good financial literacy. I mean, that, that can be part of the strategy, educating yourself, reading some good books, um, doing some estate planning, and I think also if you know that you are somebody who is impulsive, who, you know, if I put a dollar in my pocket, it's going to burn a hole in my pocket, then creating some opportunities to buffer yourself from that. So making sure that you're having enough money taken out of your paycheck before you have an opportunity to spend it and it goes in a 401k or an IRA, something where that money is safe and can grow. Um, making sure that you are paying your bills on time so you're not getting penalized, taking advantage, if you're doing credit cards, taking advantage of 0% interest, you know, doing those things that are going to be really smart in the long term that require a few extra steps but that will help you avoid impulsivity and will keep you accountable to good financial literacy. Oh, that you you hit on you hit on all the points or, or a few of the points I was going to say. Uh, uh, one in particular was the the credit card part, just to kind of add another mm-hmm. flavor in there. You know, I, I whenever I talk to people about credit card usage, uh, I have some that uh, I give the story of this one particular lady. Uh, hopefully she's hopefully she's not listening, but I'm just going to share her story <laughs> without giving any name. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had accrued. A, a uh, a huge amount of credit card debt and mm. uh, you know we talked about it and she actually paid it down then mm-hmm. brought it almost right back up to where it was so what i mm. usually tell people even with credit cards you know there are sometimes 
some people should not have a credit card because it's just too tempting to spend. Yeah. Then you have some that can utilize a credit card and use it, you know, to their advantage. So mm-hmm. it's it's a matter of really getting to know where mm-hmm. you are, who you are, like you said, being self-aware, uh, being aware of yourself, and then either coming to you or coming to me to, to help them bring themselves out fully. I'll, I often say yeah. showing them the mirror of who they are and how they can change mm-hmm. to make their lives better because you don't have to stay in the situation where you are right now. There's an right. opportunity to change. You can change. Mm-hmm. You can change. I tell people that often. All you have to do is, is come, get the help that you need, be truthful with yeah. yourself, and just change the course of your life going forward. So thank you. Well, that's that part of great. emotional intelligence as well, is, is being honest with yourself about your strengths and limitations. And so if you're somebody who's not strong knowledge-wise with finances, then there's no harm in that. Admit it and seek some help. You know, reach out to people that are the experts that can help you. And as you said, because we're very much aligned in this, I call them honest mirrors also. And so those people that can, they're not going to tell you what you want to hear. They're going to be honest and give you that that very much needed feedback that you need to be able to be accountable and responsible so that you can be, you know, living the life that you should be living and not be living with a scarcity mindset or with fear or anxiety or guilt or shame. And it's interesting, a friend of mine recently confessed to me that she was like in almost $80,000 worth of credit card debt because she was investing in self-development, which is a great thing, but it was compounding and she couldn't get herself out of it. And she was hiding it from her husband. And it mm. was just, she was living in shame and in fear and then worked with a coach to tell her husband to make sure that she had, she actually ended up dipping into a 401k and taking the penalty because it was just consuming her um, to pay it off. But, you know, we don't, we want to get ahead of it. We don't want to get ourselves in those kinds of situations if we can avoid it. But if we find ourselves in those kinds of situations, it's important to reach out for help. There are resources and people that can help you. Right, right. And, you know, it's, uh, I, I just get the help. And, you know, yes. we, we're all at a certain point in our lives where, where there's always an opportunity to grow. I mean, I've been doing Absolutely. Uh, financing, yeah, finance and banking for over 20 years, but I learned something almost every day or every week, something to change, mm-hmm. something to tweak. And I've often said mm-hmm. here on my show, I've learned a lot from my wife. My wife, she's in mm-hmm. the medical field. She's, she's a nurse, but she's taught me mm-hmm. so much. Uh, regarding finance and regarding my financial mindset, my behavior or our behavior. And if it is something that needs to be changed, come to grips with it, change it and move forward. We don't have to stay in those, in those areas of our lives. We can change and do better going forward. Yeah, absolutely. None of us are perfect. And so, you know, we can just acknowledge that and, and seek the help that we need, whether that be reading a book or working with a coach or a financial planner, you know, whatever that is and is comfortable for you, but to not be afraid to do that. So my question for you is how often do you recommend people meet with a financial planner? Meet with a financial planner? I would say mm-hmm. at, at least once a year. 
I would say mm-hmm. if you have a an advisor of some sort or a planner, because things can change throughout the year, and you want to make mm-hmm. sure, according to your goals, that you're still on track. Or mm-hmm. if you need to modify those goals, you can modify it uh, uh, each year or whenever you need to have that done. Now, there are times mm-hmm. when you may have to do what I call a check-in, which could be uh, two times a year. Touch base like mm-hmm. every six months to make sure that everything is going the way you had planned and where you had stated it. Uh, I always say never let anyone just control every aspect about your money uh, make sure mm-hmm. that you're involved in the process because uh, it's just something that we need to have skin in yeah. the game because it is our yep. life and it's our, our funds. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. I do this as well. We, even even aside, we're just doing just a financial planner, you know, having a financial accountability person, if the person don't have a financial planner or mm-hmm. uh, if they don't have a financial planner, you can have a financial coach, something that I, I do a whole lot now going forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, so having having a means of being able to check in at least once a year, but depending upon your situation, it could be two times a year or either once a quarter. So uh, mm-hmm. it just kind of depends upon the person and the assets that you have, uh, so forth and so on. But definitely at least once a year to, uh, to at least check in with your financial planner. Well, I feel good because I'm doing that. So oh, good. <laughs> that, 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 that's helpful to hear that, that confirmation that I'm on the right track. <laughs> Absolutely. You and, know, and, and, you know, go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, you know, something else that I always do, in addition to the getting with your financial planner, there are things that you can do on a month-by-month basis or that you I would say that you should be doing on a month by month basis, especially in a relationship. I call it having a powwow moment. That means mm-hmm. coming together at least one time a month to talk about what has gone on, what's going on, and what you're planning to do with your monies. Do mm-hmm. that at least one time a month, you know, to at least keep both of you on the same page and you both know what's going on in addition to doing your yeah. one time with financial planner. So just want to throw that in. As yeah, well. I, I agree because money can be a huge issue in relationships. And yes. when we're not communicating, things get worse. And so I agree with you. That needs to be something that needs to be at the forefront of every household is communicating about money and your values and, and coming to agreement and being aligned with, you know, what is, what is your family going to, to do with the money that you have and having a strategy for that, that everybody, you know, is aligned with, I think is very important. So just like you would in a business, you, yes. your household should be the same way. Absolutely. We, as a matter of fact, it's called Shipman Enterprises in the Shipman household here. <laughs> ah, there you go. I like it. Yeah. Yes, my wife is the, well, I always get this mixed up. She's the CFO and president. Uh-huh. I'm the chairman and prince, uh, one or the other. Either way, we both got high positions in this company, yeah. but we, are, we, <laughs> we, we hold each other accountable That's right. uh, with our, That's with our right. roles and responsibilities. So, so, so Chris, yeah. um, what, what are some, uh, I know that we hit on some suggestions, uh, uh, mm-hmm. regarding overcoming the, some of our emotions, but can you come up with, just kind of give us maybe uh, one or two other type of suggestions on how to overcome our emotions when these negative 
financial behaviors happen in our lives? I think it's really important to start tuning in to the thought patterns. So what are those thoughts that are associated with the emotions and your relationship with money that are on auto loop replay in your mind? Because those can have a very detrimental effect if we're not careful. And, you know, let me just give you an example. Let's say that um, you have an opportunity to throw your name in the hat for a promotion where you could earn more money. If the thought pattern inside your head is telling you not to take a risk, you're not good enough, uh, you'll never get the promotion, that can affect your ability to earn because it can keep you from throwing your name in the hat for that promotion. So what are those thought patterns that are playing on auto loop? Or if, you know, we are in Vegas and <laughs> we have upfront said that we're going to only spend $100 as our donation to the casinos, but then we get really excited and our, our thought pattern is just telling us to go for it. Just, you know, we can just throw a thousand on the table. Well, we need to be really tuned into that. And if we, if we know that that's sort of our personality, we can hopefully, if we're careful about it, plan for that ahead of time so that we are able to prevent ourselves from making a bad decision in the moment because we experience emotions before we experience rational thought. And so we really need to be careful if we're somebody who's impulsive um, when it comes to money. And we need to build in some strategies to prevent ourselves from acting on that emotion, that high that says, just go for it. You know, this is going to be fun. You're going to win. Well, maybe not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, right. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think it comes down to, you know, paying attention, listening, and then playing devil's advocate with yourself. You know, where's oh. the evidence that what you're saying to yourself is true and, um, you know, looking for objective information that can counter it, that if it's not something that's healthy thought. Good. Yeah, I, as you were talking, I was thinking of uh, the word environment. We have to be careful of the environment, where we are, mm-hmm. you know, where we normally would hang out. Sometimes it could be people, you know, certain people yes. that it's not good for us to be with, from, especially from mm-hmm. a spending standpoint. Uh, now you yeah. hit off on something big when you said Vegas. With there's a purpose of having all of the sounds and the lights mm-hmm. and the ding 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 that 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 evokes excitement. Someone's winning, yeah. so we think that oh they're winning, we could win too. And you're right, we mm-hmm. put down that money, and if you don't plan ahead, I, planning yep. is so important. Oh my gosh, so mm-hmm. important. So, you know, if you're tempted to spend more money, just don't take that much money with you when you go, yep. you know, to, to the casino. So so you won't be tempted to spend and uh, allow your behavior to get kind of mm-hmm. out of whack. Uh, we don't you don't want to uh, go in there and you, you went in happy and excited and you come out broke and disgusted. So mm-hmm. we don't want that to happen, though. So uh, thank you. That was yep. very, I like that. Yeah, that thought sure. pattern. The other thing yeah. that I would add is, and again, goes back to knowing yourself. Sometimes we don't use our voice enough because we feel intimidated or we feel stupid because maybe we don't have a, a deep enough understanding of, of the cost of something and we're afraid to ask. 
So Mm -hmm. using the emotional intelligence skill of assertiveness becomes very important. You know, not being afraid to speak up, not being afraid to ask questions, because that's another way people find themselves in a bad financial situation where they purchased something and they never read the fine print. They didn't understand it and they didn't Mm -hmm. ask questions. They didn't speak up. And so that's not a good situation either. And I can, I'll be the first one to say it's happened to me before where actually I was in Vegas. I wasn't gambling, but I was at one of the spas (laughs) and you know, it was such a wonderful experience. And the whole time this woman is upselling me and I didn't realize it. And by the time I walked out, it was like a four, a four hundred dollar, five hundred dollar massage with facial. And I'm like, what did I just spend my money on? Oh my gosh, I didn't even ask, you know. So, uh, <laughs> so it's like it, knowing, it knowing where your rabbit holes are, I guess. Yeah, yeah, very good point. Very good point. Now, now, Chris, as we are winding down here, now tell us about your book, if you can kind of. Uh, Give us a little bit of information about the book, where it can be purchased uh, for all the listeners out there. Sure. Again, the title is hashtag no approval needed. And that title really came from the conversations with the women. So I interviewed women from all over the world. Every continent was represented. And I asked them questions about life, like family and money and career and relationships, sex, your body, you name it, we talked about it. Uh, So you can find the book on Amazon or it can be ordered from any book retailer worldwide. So it's been received really well. I've been really excited about how many people have contacted me from all over the world saying that they love it and um, have really embraced it. It's been a wonderful experience. Well, fantastic, and thank you so much for writing it and then uh, getting those stories and compiling it in a, in a book uh, to share with other women. So thank you so much. Great job. I love the, I love the book cover. The cover is – did you, did you oh, do that cover you. there? Oh, the uh, cover is beautiful. So I had this vision because I saw a pair of hands online that were painted with the continents. And I thought, gosh, that's so cool. I love the global representation of it. But I wanted a feminine canvas. So I thought, oh, that would be cool to have a woman's back body painted. And I was on a budget. So I had a body paint artist paint and photograph my back. And it took six and a half hours. And she did a beautiful job. And it's just something I'm very proud of. And her name is Michelle Cottle and she's from Tampa. She owns Silver Moon Art and Photography. So she's very, very talented. And I was so lucky that she lived pretty much in my backyard and had this much talent. Um, So it was definitely something that people seem to love the cover a lot. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely beautiful. Beautiful book. I love the cover. Definitely love the cover. Thank you. yeah. Now tell us, Chris, as we have about another few minutes or so, uh, anything new for you in the next, uh, as we close out the year, any type of activities, any events that you would like to share with us, what's going on? <clears throat> in addition, your website information as well, any contact information. Sure. So my focus for the rest of the year actually has to do with finances, and it's really about looking for and creating uh, multiple opportunities of revenue. And so not being tied to one revenue source. And so that's pretty exciting because I'm doing a couple different things with some other companies that are uh, stretching me professionally, but also provide 
pretty lucrative means uh, to achieve other multiple uh, streams of revenue. And then coming up in probably January, I'm going to be looking to interview men for my next book. I'm going to co-author it with another man. Uh, so that's going to be exciting, and it'll be similar theme to hashtag no approval needed. I don't know what we'll call this one, but I think it could be yeah. really healing to talk to men and ask them some of these deep questions that they don't often get a chance to talk about other than maybe with their spouse. And um, people can find me on LinkedIn under Chris Mack, K-R-I-S-M-A-C-C, and my company website is KMAC, K-M-A-C-C, solutions with an S, dot com. Wow. Chris, this has been an absolute delight having you here tonight. And thank you so much for sharing uh, nuggets of information. And hopefully everybody had a pen and pad uh, to make notes. And if you did not, you can always listen to the replay. But Chris, thank you so much for being a guest here tonight. Thank you, Lionel. I appreciate it. It was a great conversation. Great. Fantastic. Well, that's a wrap, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. You can catch my show every Tuesday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you haven't touched bases with me on social media, you can catch me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, LinkedIn. I also have a YouTube channel as well. But you can also uh, uh, keep up with me on my website. Uh, my website is shipmanconsulting.com. That's S-H-I-P-M-A-N-C-O-N-S-U-L-T-I-N-G.com. And make sure to connect. I love to stay connected with everyone, um, uh, especially because I, I have new content, uh, new videos, uh, new postings that I do on a week-by-week week and sometimes on a daily basis. So please stay in touch uh, and connect with me on social media. And as we're closing, I want you to remember these words regarding your money and your life. Give cheerfully, spend carefully, and invest wisely. We will talk with you next week. Thank you again, Chris. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. You're welcome. Now we're going to go out with a little bit of jazz music. You know, I never go out without any music. So let's see. We're going to listen to a little of Mr. Norman Brown. The song is called West Coast Cooling. Take care, everyone.
was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.